la 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 We're going old school for the people down south. Hey man, what's up, dog? What up, guys? Fucking in the waiting room for an hour and a half. I've been in a virtual waiting room for an hour and a half, and I finally gave up on my doctor, who's paid more to be doing nothing than I am to be sitting in the waiting room. Shout out to the best. Shout out to the best of us. Stanford Health. Shout out to the best of us, man. How are you gonna? How are you even gonna front on a player like that? No, dude. I had a, I had like a, a rec- dude. I, actually, I got a few things, but I don't know how to hit them all up because I know we're like shorter, short on time for the day. But there's a couple things. One, the homie Christian Griffith. Remember, you kind of met him. He's a Chico dude. Chico. He's opening up a restaurant. He's like doing it, and he, he's like been working on it for a really long time. But he's gonna use our coffee exclusively. So he's using Carmen Solarte. He's opening a breakfast spot. He oh, worked sick. at Sierra Nevada for a real long time. Nice. Like 15 years. And then he's getting his staff together and he hit me up. He's all, hey, is there any way you could like talk a little bit about, and he wanted it to be like a private video, but I figure, you know what? We could just talk about this stuff anyway. Sorry, we're public. Yeah. He was like, could you, could you share a little bit about, well, Carmen Solarte won, but like starting a business culture, some of that stuff in like the <laughs> simplest form. I just want to really inspire my staff and like show them who, who you are because you essentially have done what I'm setting out to do. And he's like a really charismatic inspirational dude in and of itself he's like so fun to be around right um but he's all it would mean a lot to me and it would have he's all just has to be done like at like a short notice and i'm like man i don't know what i could do at all but then this morning i was sitting here i was like well we could just kind of talk a little bit about some of those things and and some of the overarching concepts around like starting something and the bravery and the camaraderie and what it takes as the the like starting unit to like get something going, you know, like it's such a weird place to be where you could kind of like, there's just little tidbits, right? Like a little bit about coffee, a little bit about hospitality, a little bit about starting a business. That would be a generally helpful thing for a staff to hear. And then, I mean, for everybody who's been listening to this podcast, you might know or not, but like Chris and I have been in the industry for like 20 plus years. We have ran every position pretty much literally that you can run in some capacity. And we are barista champions in like the 2000s, late 2000s. We did a really good run, a lot of all that stuff. That's those trophies. Uh, and all that stuff was cool and helpful. And I guess it gives us a resume, but really what ultimately led us to be successful in business, which everybody's heard a million times over. If you listen to this podcast, so I encourage anybody who hasn't to go back and listen, is that the difference is being mission, vision, and values driven and trying to do business in a way that matters. And so what I thought would be cool in the terms of Carmen Solarte mm-hmm. is that it is an Azahar coffee. So this is an easy thing to jump into in the context of Azahar is a relatively new exporting company that does business in a similar way that we would like to do, which is holistic and meaningful business. Carmen Solarte is a farm that when working with Azahar, like when working with Benjamin Paz, the whole infrastructure of the system is to ensure that these farmers are taken care of and the cost of the coffee for us, for you who buy this coffee, is directly related to the cost of production and what they need to have a survivable life. So Carmen Solarte is a woman for one, that's really cool, a woman producer is badass. They're new, they're young, their coffee's amazing. And less about the flavor notes, just, the correlation of, okay, they're a young new farmer. This is the first coffee we've picked from Azahar. 
this business is a brand new business. And we've been at the beginning of starting, well, I've been at the beginning of starting two businesses really, but our own fully in, in full capacity, like we're five years in now and they're about to jump off the same thing. Right. So it doesn't necessarily have to be anything crazy. It's just, there's a, if you're a staff of people starting a business, there is something to hearing from people who have done it before. Well, okay, cool. I get, I get you. We're yeah. like, we're, we're, it's a little bit riffy. We're, we're ping ponging them around. We're riffing. Yeah, we're riffing. This we're is riffing, good. but this it'll good. be valuable. Well, uh, maybe we could start here. For the staff of the business in relation to the coffee, I'm yes. always thinking, okay, cool. If you open a brand new business and people are asking you about the shit you have, like, right. what is something that someone could say if they're like, Cat and Cloud, what the fuck is this? Yes. To which I would say some version of kind of what you said. It's like, oh, cool, Cat and Cloud, they're a roaster from Santa Cruz, California. They're a mission and values-driven business started by you guys who are – barista champions, industry experts who have a passion for workplace culture and creating places where people can not just grow in the product that they serve, but grow as people as well. And right? then it's, it's like you the, tip them off being literally from Chico. I grew up there. So right. I left oh, you, Chico you to help start a company right here in yeah. Santa Cruz. That's even better. Called Verve that I left to help start this company with my best bud and Charles, who is not sitting here, but we're going to my other best bud. Charles also, he's not a barista champion. He is not a barista champion. He's a financial wizard. He's a financier. Yeah. He won the national financial competition. He did. He's won many competitions in our hearts. So, I mean, for for all of you who are are thinking about, yeah, like, what what does it mean to serve this coffee? That's one part of it. And then the way we roast and serve coffee really accentuates sweetness, cleanliness, and clarity in it, which in turn, whether you taste that or not or fully understand that, it's a – there's a lot of intricacies in the craft of coffee and we've spent the better part of 20 plus years dissecting that through the barista side, then the roaster side and being able to see all those levels and now entering into green coffee buying. You're able to really look at the package as a whole and understand all of the, the little pieces and put them together so that you can create an intentional experience. And so what you're tasting in that cup is aside from the, the uh, intrinsic flavors that the coffee comes in green, like it is directly um, manipulated, roasted to taste exactly how you get it. And so there's a lot of intention that goes behind that through our roasting team. And um, that just leads to me to think about like, oh, you, okay, you're a new team. You're a new team starting a business. And I wanted to think back on that. There is an incredible amount of excitement, enthusiasm, a lot of care, and a lot of like deep connective relationship stuff that that is like impossible to avoid when starting a business. It's also really, really tough because you will be in such close quarters, so bought into doing this thing together that it's very easy to miss that you are doing a job and a duty. And that I think is something that is really valuable that we should just get into a little bit, right? Like, Nothing could be worse than being friends more so than team members in the context of starting a business. And that for you all is, and, and for myself, it was really, really hard. Yeah. Because there's, <clears throat> if you're an owner and you're new, you care so deeply about your people. New business and an owner. And you have to learn to navigate the difference between 
like that idea of family versus team. With family, you accept all the flaws, you move through it, you work through it. A team can't afford to just ignore all the flaws, ignore all the imperfections. You have to work together to do your very best. And the business physically depends on it. Your job, whether it's important to you or not, depends on it because the owner of the business has to pay the bills, has to progress the business so that they can progress you and themselves. And that's, a, that's something that is taken for granted a lot of the time. And oftentimes business owners take advantage of their team members slash employees because of that too here we go and that's where christian is not going to do that i know that for a fact christian you're fucked bro but this is this is probably one of the hardest things to overcome is that core group of starting the business is going to be so personally involved that you have to learn to toe the line and be professional in the context of that and i think a lot of that depends on your personality right like you're much more prone to go down that road than i am and like, you, yeah, you, you, you were did, really good at not doing that. You can see that even in day-to-day life, right? It's yeah. like, you give hugs and I shake hands. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to fucking touch you. I don't want to be close to you. I want to, I, re- I bond with people really well through shared experience. And like, if we work hard together, that brings me closer to you. I don't need to have the other stuff. It does, it's not as important to me. Yeah. Like, I'll hug my close friends and that's about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then it is, it is on... It's on the leader to set the tone, yeah. and then it is really challenging because when you, have, um, when you have something that you're really excited about, what do you want to do? You want to share it with other people, right? right? You want to bring people into your excitement. You're excited for what it is. You're excited for what it could be. And if you are a business owner, which means you're someone who takes action on your ideas, mm-hmm. it's sometimes hard to bottle that up in fact everything good happens because you don't bottle it up right Right. you're telling people about it you're bringing these experiences to people so then you run into that fuzzy line which is like cool how can i motivate you inspire you and excite you to go on this journey and one of the one of the ways that you can do that is by befriending somebody yeah but like in a professional setting that that doesn't that doesn't always work. I mean, it never works out in the end game. Sure, you can feel really close to someone for a time, but then you end up with this really dysfunctional relationship that is not fair to either party. Yeah, like it's not fair to you as the owner because when it comes time for you to cash in that chip and say like, "Okay, we're best buds, but we also have this thing to do. Right, we, we have this job to do, and I need to hold you accountable." And they're like. What the what, fuck? What, dude? Like, yeah. we're like bros, bro. Yeah. You're like my bro. It's all good. Like, I'll just get to it next week. Like, you yeah. wouldn't fucking call in this, you know. Like, totally. that's, the, that's the family versus team dynamic, right? right. Where a family, we accept people no matter what. Like, right. We love them unconditionally. Yeah. Um, that becomes We have becomes much more tolerant. And then with a team, it's like teams hold each other accountable. And I think this is where sports analogies work really well. Right. If you're watching any kind of professional sports, when someone on the team fucks up, Somebody else is letting them know. Right. More than one person is letting them know. There's a coach that's letting them know. Mm-hmm. The other players are like, dude, what are you doing? Right. Like, and it's not out of hate. It's not out of spite. It's it all out of be. love. Yeah. Because everybody on the team wants the same thing. Right. We're here to win. We're here to perform. And that's where you have to be really careful as that business owner to set up that contract in a way. Because it is a social contract. Where it it's is. like, okay, cool. Being very clear about this is what we're working for. This is how we're going to get there. This is, you know, this is why we're doing it all. Mm-hmm. And, and packaging that in a way where it's still inspiring. Yes. But there is 
there's a there's this buffer zone of professionalism. There's, there's accountability and direction within yeah, it, right? Yeah, accountability and direction is a great it's a great way it's a great way to put it. And yeah, to 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 tame that down is you just have to be really intentional about it. Right. So there's there's a couple things that are going to be true about starting a business, and I'll I'll use I'll use what I think I know about uh, Christian in this business, right? Being a restaurant, uh, breakfast brunch restaurant, <clears throat> which I'm really excited to go to when I go visit Chico. So shout out to uh, it's called Deja Vu, I believe. Deja Vu. Yeah. Uh, and who? And here's the thing. You as a business owner, and you Christian, right? You do not have to be the best at everything in that place. To all the people who work with and around Christian, you are hired to be amazing at what you do. The thing that business owners need to be is exactly that. The coach, the, the play-calling quarterback, not the physical quarterback all the time, the person who understands this is our vision, this is our quality, this is our value system, this is what it feels like, looks like, and is like to be here, and then all of the people who come alongside that get to own and should theoretically be very excited in playing their part to make this overarching thing a restaurant or a business work. And I think that's something that's extremely important for people moving into leadership and or people maybe currently who are business owners who feel this uh, the self-conscious vibe that I've for sure gone through where you have to be the best in your business at everything or nobody believes the business is worth following. That's not true. Missions and values and direction are what matters and the clarity around what it needs to be and the problem solving to get there are the things that are the most important for your leaders to be able to lead, along with obviously uh, interpersonal communication skills and feedback and accountability and some of those soft skills that we like to teach at our company. Yeah. But things that I want to put on the table for anybody starting a business, anybody running a business, is that the job of the owner is to ensure, or the, the leaders in general, is to ensure that you're all moving in the right direction and that people are able to be better. That doesn't mean, for instance, that I should be the best chef in our company just because we have a kitchen. At the same time, that shouldn't negate the involvement, the belief, the engagement of our chef because I'm not a better chef than they are. Like it's, it's something that I think is easily in the human mind overlooked, right? Well, you have a circular toxic death loop. You could have one, right? Which is I was treated poorly as an employee. I also had a boss who never showed up. Therefore, I talked a lot of shit about the boss. I'm working really hard. What the fuck is the boss doing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's two different kinds of bosses in that category. There's the boss who, well, there's probably three. There's the boss who really doesn't give a shit, is completely checked out, and has no influence, is not even setting the tone for the company. Just complete, like, right. who knows? He's right. in the wind. Where the fuck is he? I almost call those, like, in no. my mind, like the restaurant investor who's like, here's all the money. You guys no do the idea. restaurant, but I'm in charge. Then there's the boss who cares but is not sure what they need to do to set the tone so they're maybe the new boss they're floundering they're Mm -hmm. not really good at connecting the dots and then there's other boss who's you know there he's activated maybe sometimes he's a little overly involved but if you go back to these quote-unquote bad bosses Mm -hmm. right i had a bad boss he was never there so now i'm gonna be the boss so i'm always gonna be there i'm gonna be doing everything and everything I do, it's going to be the best. Hold me accountable. Every job. Yeah. Every job at my company, people are going to look up to me and say, you know what? Chris does that 
real good. He gets it all. Real nice yeah. with that shit. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it like Chris does. Uh, it's completely not feasible, nor should it be. I mean, if you if you have an organization that's complex, you should understand how all the pieces work. Like, right. You're not gonna run a coffee shop, have no idea how espresso works. It's just not gonna happen. Sure. Baseline stuff has to happen. Yeah, baseline stuff. You need to have some working knowledge of the industry that you're going into, uh-huh. or it's going to be really rough. Or you better know someone who does really, really right. well. They better be on your leadership you get your team. Get your back. Yes, team too. But that uh, that toxic mindset where that almost guilt forms from, it's kind of it's kind of neat to, as an employee, be able to detach and look at like, okay, what am I actually upset? at my boss for like what am i mad about really and that disconnecting yourself enough and trying to see things from the other person's point of view and saying like "Mm, okay my boss isn't here every day my boss maybe is not even the best barista or the best chef or the best whatever that could be because he doesn't give a fuck about anything or that could be because he's doing these other things that allow this thing that we have to thrive. Because Which get ready if you're starting a restaurant and you're a single business owner will have to happen. Yeah, because for every, you know, input and output that you see, there's a system that supports that input and output. Right. And most people think about those systems in the base level, like, oh cool, my boss does payroll, he pays rent, he fixes shit that goes wrong. Which those in themselves are n- not super easy for the say, new business owner. Those- simple to say, <laughs> a lot of fucking time. And then driving the- to the bank, being on the phone just for that yeah and then there's all the other intangibles that go come along with setting up the culture of the business that doesn't necessarily have to do with being on the floor it's like all these moving parts like we were doing job descriptions this week right so writing job descriptions like that's one aspect of it the second aspect of bringing in is someone who can filter out resumes Mm -hmm. we have an hr person super thankful that's something that we had to grow into Mm -hmm. third part of that is calling people back so in our system we can kind of guide the vision and say okay cool a job description should look like this it should be inspiring it should be engaging it should be fun and interesting and our hr person can say okay cool yeah that's awesome we're going to make that happen they can take that Post it to Indeed, post it to Facebook Marketplace, post it to wherever it needs to go, post it to our website, ditch it to the the web dude to put that up on the website. They can bring in resumes. They can filter through all those resumes. They can take relevant resumes, hand them off to the team leaders who are looking to hire in those departments, and then the team leaders can call. When Mm -hmm. you start a new business, that whole situation happens with one person, and that's the boss or the owners of the business. They're doing every aspect of that. So we have our team leaders, because we are having a little bit of a labor crunch, saying, hey, it's been really challenging to get people in. It actually takes so much fucking time to hire people. It's not just the training. It's being on the phone with people. It's looking at It's all of those things. And when you're just getting started out, one person is doing all of that. And right. it is not you. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. 
You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush so it stays fresh and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. It's kind of crazy when you look back, right, and say, we started with a website. We started with it. Instagram, which kind of everybody did at the time, but still, we started a website, an Instagram, a Facebook. A we blog, started a, a blog, podcast. our podcast. We had a roastery and a cafe all at the same time at the beginning. And it is due to us having a relatively clear vision, even if it's evolved and gotten better on how to do that. But that is all of the things that somebody has to take on. And there is a lot of intricate work and detail to that. You know, it was like, Cool. At that time, I was in charge of a lot of the hiring. You were in charge of the web and the roasting. It was crazy. Charles was running our books. And that is something that any business owner who's on it by themselves is going to have to take on. And all of that takes a lot, a lot, a lot of work and time and dedication, especially when the business owner cares. So I think the advice that I have for anybody is have the empathy for and the adaptability to know that things are going to fall through the cracks. Take the ownership and engagement to, to communicate and help if you want it to be successful. It'll, it'll theoretically work for you in the long haul, meaning that if you prove yourself to be somebody worthwhile of being in leadership and you help the business be successful, there's going to be no reason to not allow you to be in that leadership position because your owner or your owner, the owner of the business, your leaders need space and time to lead well. If you lead from the hip consistently, it is so tiring and it, it, it just, it's not, as, it's not as healthy of a workplace and you end up having to do double work a lot of the time, unless you're somehow really, really amazing and everything's so dialed that the decisions are simple, which it almost never is. Like you need to allow and provide space for your leaders and everybody to be able to think and perform well. Without that space, Everything just feels electric and it feels anxious and it feels discombobulated. And all of that filters through to your guests, right? So, and to you as the employee, well, it's like mostly you and then to the guests. Well, I, right. I mean, you're absolutely right in the yeah. guests, but right now we're kind of, we're sticking we were with the kind employee of talking team, to, yeah. about the employee's <clears throat> perspective. And it's like, you don't really want a boss who has no free time. You don't really want a boss who's on the floor all the time and doesn't have time to plan the world that you live in because you fucking live in that world. Like the, you, well, then your world stays the same forever. You right? reap the benefits of your boss having a little bit of flexibility and being able to look up and out and being like, okay, what is possible for this, this place that I've created? What mm-hmm. are possible for these people here? And I'm not saying that your boss is always doing this. I'm not saying that there aren't bad bosses out there who aren't just negligent or ignoring stuff. There's a lot of them. There's a lot. I'm who- just saying if you 
lead with some empathy and take the time to think about what might be happening and then double down on what you just said, which is reach out. Can I contribute? Whether or not that gets you promoted to a leadership position at this particular job because you might be working in a really shitty job, that doesn't even matter because you're practicing to be the kind of person who is useful and helpful and that is something that's gonna serve you no matter where you go. Absolutely. If you can show up to a job and be the person who's, hey, I know we're doing this, this, and that. I see you're doing this, that, and that over here. How can I be of help? I have a little bit of flex time. Like, what can I do? What can I do to help this group of people get on board with this thing that's going on right now? I'm real excited. Mm -hmm. Here's my idea, but I want to know what you think, too. Mm -hmm. And come with a little bit of a contribution. Come with an open mind. Dude, at some point, that is going to work out for you. Uh, it's, yeah, whether it's at the job you have now or <laughs> there's some other future place, you are going to be valued a lot for that. Which brings me to another thing, which is can seem like a double-edged sword, but really at the end of the day is going to be the key to success is owners, trust your team to be able to take on things. Don't try to take it on all yourself because you're unwilling to trust or allow for imperfection in the process. And when I say a double-edged sword, what I mean is this. If you are not, if you use that opportunity to give the, the power and, and, and engagement opportunities to your team without being involved at all, that's the double-edged sword, meaning your team can inadvertently take your company or your communication or your team to a place you don't want them to be. So take that little caveat and say, you need to be involved, but you need to pass things off to people that you trust and allow them to take it and make mistakes, have those conversations with you where you can calmly, calmly, uh, uh, correct the situation in a nice way, in a caring way, giving proper feedback, holding accountability, but allowing the person to know, like, this is extremely helpful. Thank you for doing that. 90% of the way there, tweak this, keep going. Let's check back in a month, uh, two weeks, whatever. So to anybody who's a business owner, if you're not able to trust your team, you need to first either look inside and ask why you're not, and or after you figure that out, look outside and say, why do I not trust this team? Because maybe you have some people on your team that are the wrong fits, should you be in business already. At the beginning, I think that's one thing that did allow us to move, even though we experienced frustration and stress because we were under-involved in certain areas and we had to work through a lot of those issues. The reason we were able to move as quickly as we were was the trust that we put into people and we allowed them to do a lot. We know in other podcasts, you can go back and look, that we were overly, overly, not trustworthy is not the right term. We were overly empathetic and we stayed too far out of the way for too long and kind of ignored things that we didn't like instead of just being up front. And that's kind of where I'll circle back to where we started. It is really hard at the beginning when you feel so close to people because it, it's easier to feel like you're hurting feelings. And so to throw it out there again, if you can establish from the beginning, we're going this direction, I'm going to be with you in it. I'm going to be correcting you in it. We're going to be correcting each other in it. And we're going to hold each other accountable to hopefully a real clear set of goals, whether it's the food looks like this, the food comes out in this much time, the drinks look and taste like this, the restaurant is clean like this, and it's set like this. Like You set those things together, you can pass off certain things with an agreement of this is how we roll. And we did a fairly good job at that, but that's where it can kind of... It can we kind got, of go we, off the rails. We got wrapped up in our people before we got... We put our people before 
the mission and vision of the company. Absolutely. And we convoluted the two. We kind of brought them together where mm -hmm. it was kind of this unofficial vibe of that the people are the mission. Right. And as long as the people that are with us are happy, that is us living the mission. Mm-hmm. And that really hamstrung us. And we didn't know what to do. We were we were, we were learning because yeah. we had some of that same empathy. And we it started off with a, a good intention, which is, okay, we are going to be the bosses that we never had. Sure. We're going to be the bosses that we wish we had. Yeah. And we're going to be the you got it bosses. The shitty part is that we didn't know how to do that, right? Like, like we, we have an idea of what, is it, what does it feel like to be a good boss. But since we've never been in that position – it's kind of like this guess and check and we let our emotions of mm -hmm. like the negative emotions that we had associated with work prior drove a little bit too hard. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like this can't let anybody down. Got to keep everyone happy. Yeah. And you know, we ended up with the positive vibes era of cat and cloud, which is, which didn't pan out. So like, while we had good intentions, we just didn't, I don't know. We just couldn't connect all the dots and mm -hmm. we had misplaced markers of success. Absolutely. And, as I talk about this, I feel like ugh, I'm struggling because I almost feel like we talk about the same fucking thing every time. It's just repackaged. And maybe that's true and maybe that's okay. I think par I think parts of it we do talk about, but the way that Maybe I just think about it all the time. I, we, <laughs> we for sure think about it all the time. Because what we, yeah, I mean, if I, knowing you, what we tend to do is we look at our past mistakes and we look at how they worked and how they manifested in the details. And then we make sure that as best we can, we don't repeat those mistakes. And so, I mean, I found myself driving to work this morning and seeing somebody that I used to work for us and being like, man, if I picked them up right now, what would that be like to talk about some of this old stuff in like a, a, a no way like clearing the, it was so weird, but you know what I'm saying? Like you replace scenarios oh and you're gosh. like, oh man, how would, how would that work? And anyway, so. If you, t you take, a, um, take a basic marker that everyone would generally agree is a good thing, and flip it into something that can be really poisonous. So let's say attrition, turnover. Sure. Generally accepted that low turnover is a good thing. Or low turnover equals good job. But when you sacrifice other things to maintain this arbitrary metric of success, turnover, things can get really, really nasty. Because then you start to pivot away from what the actual mission is, inspire connection by creating memorable experiences, and these markers of success become your default mission to where right. it's like, we will do anything to, to have low you. turnover, to right. keep you around. Because we have said from the beginning that we, ch we are champions for the, the long people. haul job. We're yep. champions for the people and, w and not just for you, but part of our identity is wrapped up in having low turnover. So we can go to these things and say, yeah, we've been around for three years and we've only had X amount of turnover. So less. that means we're doing a fucking kick ass job. And which we bought into at the beginning. Which we, yeah, which yeah. we, that was one of the things, that was one of those false markers that mm -hmm. we had in, in the beginning. And mm -hmm. our relationship around that has, has changed a lot. And that's one of the keys. So, it's, sure, maybe having a certain amount of, I think a certain amount of turnover is a good thing. Um, not all turnover is created equal. Mm -hmm. So, you can't really use statements like, we have low turnover, and that means we're a successful business. Like, a successful business is a business that, consistently executes on its mission using its values and leaves the people involved like more equipped than they were before better able to handle more tasks that are thrown at them whether it's in your organization or someone else's Absolutely. it's not 
a successful business is not one in where people are just happy all the time and no one ever quits and leaves. If no one ever leaves, your business you might will not never be grow. progressing enough. Your business will never yeah. grow. And there's, that's a, that was a really missing. cool. Like I feel like that was a really healthy thing to accept for for me. I'll speak for myself. Like, and and at the same time, that was also the challenge because uh, going from that phase of we're a startup to now we're I'd call us toddlers because we're about to be five years old. We're toddling. We're toddling. But that startup phase and transitioning from that to toddler phase is honestly, if you don't prepare yourself, so shout out, prepare yourself. Pretty painful because you feel so close and so emotionally involved. Uh, at, at least I did. And you're right. Like I, I was more drawn to being emotionally connected to the team than you were. And that I think helped. But I know it was still a struggle because you care in a, in a different sort of way. I like this topic right now just because I'm excited about – well, I'm excited, I, I'm excited for a, a friend from Chico to step into a world that I've been in for a little while. You know, as you, like, grow up, I left early. I got married early. A lot of them leave later, do shit later um, because for whatever reason. And, and it's cool to see – there was something else that popped into my mind, though, there, and, and that's the other part. Like, okay, the person leaving, right? As you're, if you're the business owner, oftentimes – I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast or not – but oftentimes as a business owner, if you want to be a professional one, which I encourage you all to do, you're not really allowed to say why you fired somebody or why somebody's gone, but they get to go away and they get to say whatever they want. And a lot of business owners are afraid of that. <laughs> it's true, right? It's, it's, oh, a, it's like, I was thinking about you because you were so afraid of that or you used to be at so the beginning? afraid of that. I remember, yeah, we were having a conversation and we were talking about letting people go and you're like, it's okay as long as we can do it in a way to make sure that they can't say anything bad about us. Right. And it's like, I was they, like I don't there's know no matter, no like, matter what, they can say whatever they do want. whatever the fuck they want. And yeah. But this is, this is mm. where some of that trauma can come into play and why I wanted to talk about this is professional businesses don't talk about it. Right? Somebody got let go. Really, the best professional businesses don't say anything. Like, you can have a private conversation with your team leader, and it can be whatever it is, but it's the business owners, the business doesn't have a stance. Like, the person just doesn't work here anymore. There's not supposed to be a huge email. It's not supposed to be a huge, hey, heads up, so-and-so got fired the other day, or so-and-so moved on to another thing. Like, that's going to happen anyway. The person's going to leave. They're going to tell all the people that they worked with how it happened, when it happened, and that is, I think, something that can be a challenge for owners is what are they going to say? What's the whole world going to think of me when they leave? And I think that's where you as a business owner, we as business owners have the opportunity to get really clear with our leadership teams of this is why we do this. This is how we do this. This is what we do. And this is the level that we do it at. And so when somebody leaves, and this takes work, Everybody can just assume that it has to do with not meeting the criteria or they don't want to be here anymore. And that is absolutely one of the healthiest, most important things that anybody can do, I think, for any business is make it clear as to what keeps you here and what doesn't by the standards of the business. And then a human being gets to be whoever they want. We don't own them, which is something you and I yeah. have always agreed upon is it's like, yeah, if somebody stays with us or doesn't, we don't get to really think a different way about them. Like they get to make their own decisions in the same way that when we decided to leave or stay, like we wanted it to be super meaningful because we cared a lot. And then at the end of the day, we had to accept like, yeah, we made the decision to leave. And that's that. Like they didn't own us. We didn't own them. And this is how we do. And so, 
Yeah, I, mean, I don't some, know if I'm tangenting too much there, but it's just something to uh, to think about. Yeah, I think a lot of what you're talking about has to do with, well, fuck. Okay, trust is a huge. Trust is so important in the employee-employer relationship. And trust is something that is one part earned, but one part taken on faith. So if you got hired, let's say you got hired at Cat and Cloud, you're making the choice to apply for Cat and Cloud. Mm -hmm. We make it very clear what we're about. You come in, you do orientation. When we start orientation, at every orientation, it kicks off with some kind of version of, we think the employee-employer relationship is super important. You've signed up to be here because you've seen something that you want to be a part of. We've brought you here because we see something in you that clicks with this. This is to set the stage because we feel like it's really important to know what you're working towards, who you're working for, and how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. So it's not a mystery. Like the culture, yes. our culture is not a mystery. We set the stage with that. So. That is the one part of trust that is that you're kind of voting on without knowing. You're like, okay, cool. These people are talking about this. They're saying these things. I believe them. I just generally believe them. I'll when take we that finish on. the whole that, the whole orientation with like a full circle back into, hey, this is how much time we put into it. So we ask you to trust us, right. When things happen. So that's the first part of trust. Yeah. And people have to, you know, enter into that a great uh, that zone willingly. Mm-hmm. Second part of trust is earned, mm-hmm. and you can earn that over time and the way we earn it as employers is by basically doing what we say you know we set the bar pretty high we we set it really high we're clear about what the standard is yeah and it's always awesome when we have employees come back it's like you know i was really excited at orientation I, i was i was really energized but then i was fucking blown away that the shit you say actually comes true right like you actually live through and it's not all fluffy duffy stuff like one of the things that we make very clear is hey when we're working together the way this relationship works you're going to have a lot of feedback you're probably going to get more feedback here than at any other job that you've had and you're gonna have to talk to people about stuff you're gonna have to have peer-to-peer conversation and we get that that's not super common we get that it can be a little bit challenging so we're gonna walk through it with you but expect it not all feedback is good or bad it's not positive or negative the goal of feedback is to help push our mission forward and to help you grow as a professional so sometimes that feedback's going to be really nice and fun and you're going to enjoy it sometimes it's going to be a little bit challenging because it's going to point out some shortcomings it's going to be some stuff that you got to work on Mm -hmm. but expect it it is coming it is coming there's no way you're not going to get any winter is coming winter is coming that's a good way to finish so anyways christian team over there deja vu and everybody else who's starting businesses who's trying to do good work i hope that was helpful in some capacity i know you got a lot to think about now but uh, i hope you enjoy that carmen salarte wink 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 thanks for the time Hey, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. I know this is the time, uh, the shameless, like classic, we need your help, but we do want to get our message out there and we do want to share this with a lot of people. So if you could share this with others, you could subscribe, you could rate, you could review. It would greatly help us as we continue to push through not only the YouTube as it's fresh, but also the general podcast as we took nearly an entire year off from doing it. And so please do so, share it. I believe that we have some information and some perspectives that could help not only people in the coffee industry, but people in any industry, any walk of life. So do us that favor, do us that solid, bring us that love. 
and turn up for us, please. And I hope you all have a great time. Thanks for listening.